Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hey everyone, Matt Beamer here. Thank you so much for tuning in to In the Marbles this week. We have a very special episode in store for you this week we just got done with racing's longest night after the coca-cola 600 and a quick back-to-back episode for us let's get into it drivers start your engines Yeah, great racing here at the Coca-Cola 600, and we are currently recording on a Tuesday, and we have the Truck Series tonight. That's right, yes we do. And I'm Matt Beamer here alongside Preston Lude, as always. How's it going, Preston? As always, maybe sometimes, not always. Or maybe 90% of the time. <laughs> 90% of the time, Preston's here. Doing well. Uh, so, you know how you know NASCAR was away for a good bit? I do, and, I do recall you know, that, we yeah. We were all talking about how... The first lap at Darlington, it was going to be like, oh, they're going to remember how to drive. Yeah. You would think the same thing would apply for regular people, but ever since everybody started going back to drive down here, okay, it's it's been like, chaotic. Like we can watch a perfect. Like granted, people are probably going to say, oh, you know, those drivers, they got simulation time. I mean, that's great and all, but I mean, let's be real here. Why is it we're all not driving for a while and we go back on the interstate and? It's like everybody forgot how to drive or something. I don't know what's going on. I don't there. know, man. It's just one of those things. But Somebody hey. texted me and said, did Ricky Stenhouse wreck on the interstate? 
Ooh. It's a pretty good one. Man, that's horrible. Yeah, that's pretty dark. <laughs> so we just had your gender reveal for your baby. Not your gender reveal. But well, well, yeah, not mine. No. But the gender reveal for your baby, and it is a... It's a girl. It's another girl. Two weddings. Yes. Two, two weddings. weddings. That was a lot of fun, man. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed meeting your family. Your grandma's awesome. Yeah, she's pretty funny. And I I could probably have a few drinks with her and just have the time of my life. It, it's so much fun. She likes to drink and party, yes. And who doesn't? I'd like to drink and party. Absolutely. I can't do it as good as I used to. You're not as good once? As you no, it's, it's, I'm like that Toby Keith song. I'm yeah. not as good as I once was. <laughs> but I, I, before we get going into too crazy depth here, I want to take this opportunity to give a shout-out to our friends at Society of Scoundrels. They have given us a shout-out a number of times on their show, maybe four or five times. Mm. And not once have I ever given them a shout-out. Brian, Steve, and Josh, shout-out to those guys, Society of Scoundrels podcast. Check it out. And I must warn you, it's one of those podcasts that's very good, very funny. They have beer reviews and stuff. But if you're not a big fan of unfiltered content... Yes, very unfiltered at times. But it's a good show if you don't mind that stuff. Did they get on you about not giving a shout-out? Well, this last episode they had, they gave us another shout-out talking about NASCARs coming back, and they talked about maybe about five minutes about what we do here. Right. And they went on and on, and then I forget who brought it up, the oh, fact that they, that fact that we've never given them a shout-out. Oh, then I was going to say it was probably Brian, but I don't know. If and I would say it was, it was probably Brian, but I don't remember exactly offhand who it was. But anyway, Society Scoundrels, there's a shout out before we get too crazy into this. Awesome. I wanted, to make, out. I wanted to make sure to do that before we go any further because they've given us a lot of shout outs and I want to give them one. Society Scoundrels. So S-O-S-O-S. Shout out to Society Scoundrels. <laughs> But you got anything else going on, man? How's uh the doctor? Uh, no, not not really. Too many more updates. Just um, I get to go to another doctor next week, so still, I wouldn't say floating, but we'll see. But still floating. Yeah, sure. We'll go with floating. I don't know if that's the right word to go with or not, but we'll see how it goes. I hope all the best for you, and I bet you're excited about having that another little girl. Did you you pick out a name yet? Uh, no, not yet. We have a couple different names we're choosing from, but... Is it Minnie Daisy? No. <laughs> oh. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. It would make sense if it was. Yeah, you're right. It probably would, but no. And the utter disappointment... I know you're not disappointed about having a girl, as long as it's a healthy baby. Yeah, right. And I mean, the mother's okay. I was really, you know, but I saw it was going to be a boy. I saw you open that from across the pool, talking to your brother and sister, and the utter look of, no... Like, um, when it came disbelief, over, almost. Yeah. almost as much disbelief as when Chase Elliott wrecked into the barrier during the Oval and then won. So, yeah, I thought for sure he was done that day. Yeah, I Which thought was so funny too. About that, but yes, it was the the entire time. I mean, for weeks, I've been like, man, it's got to be a boy, it's got to be a boy. My wife was kind of playing it up, kind of like that. She's like, oh, everything's kind of opposite of what it was like the first time. But every time she brought it up, I'd always be like, oh, just stop talking about it. Just Glad to hear that it went well, and I really enjoyed being there with you during that time. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Well, I think that'll about do it for our intro. Got some news to talk about here. 
And one of the big ones I came across is June 6th, Indy's coming back at Texas Motor Speedway. Okay, that's good. Without fans. Well, okay, that's... Which is unfortunate, but this makes auto racing, a second form of auto racing, another major sporting event to start in the United States, which is great It's for auto racing. Yeah, well, yeah, a good step forward and in I, general. And I think it's good to see, to have other fans see, okay, they've seen stock car racing and NASCAR, well, to see the open wheel stuff. Right. Completely different mentality and discipline, but still a lot of fun to watch. There, I mean, yeah, we know there are definitely differences between the two sports when you have stock cars and then you have open wheel, absolutely. Yeah, you get a better uh, turning radius in open wheel to begin with. So, and more, way more downforce. I, a lot, heck of a lot more downforce, of course. But, yeah, so it's a step in the right direction. We know that much, not just in terms of motorsports but sports in general we already know that the other sports are going to be coming back so it's we're we're moving in the right direction we're moving just in general the, yep and so, i can't wait to start attending these races yeah whenever they let fans back into the stands and another big piece of news i found from the world of formula one which by the way has not released any type of schedule yet i i checked and unfortunately they're still blacked out but formula one teams have agreed to reduce the 20 21 budget cap from 175 million to 145 million. And Ferrari talking about going IndyCar racing. Okay, yeah, I did hear about that. That would make me more of a fan of IndyCar racing because I'm a big fan of Ferrari, Scooter Rudy of Ferrari as it is. But if Ferrari were to come to Indy, I think that'd be great for Indy and then it helped them on the Formula One side. Maybe not directly, but at least it'll give them something. And it'll be fun to see a a prancing pony go around the IndyCar track and that is dominate a good that. Way to put it, yeah. Not dominate, but I think it'll take him a couple of years, but I think it'll be fun to watch. It would be too. And then the last piece of news I have, Jimmy Johnson finishing oh. second in the Coca-Cola 600. I knew we were going to get to this one. And disqualified because of a rear end. Something about the rear end was out of whack, and he went from second to 40th. Yeah, so they, they took away his, I think he earned 11 stage points altogether, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's what it was I was reading earlier. But, yes, he did send him all the way to the back. So everybody, you know, everybody got to move up in position. Yeah. It had something to do with the rear end alignment. I can't quite remember what it was. But it was uh, his crew chief thought that some had bro- broken yep, I, I read during that. the race. And, you know, they were saying that they don't blame them for appealing this. But I guess we'll just have to wait to see what else comes out of it. I think they should appeal it. If it was a mechanical failure on the right. car, then they have the right to appeal, and I think they would win that appeal. Yeah. Which would help dramatically in the points. It definitely hurt my fantasy this past weekend, for yeah, sure. Yeah, you did horrible in fantasy. I had Jimmy Johnson. Okay, so, of course, we have our league, and then there's another league that I'm in on NASCAR.com. It's the NBC Sports League, and I had him in both of those lineups. And I think that oh, was one man. of the way, I think that was one of the reasons as to why I did so horrible this past weekend. But imagine if he would have won, and then gotten that one taken away. Ooh, that would have stunk so bad. Probably would have been a little bit bigger news, to be honest. Yeah, and then um, another penalty handed down. No details that I've seen released, but Denny Hamlin's crew lost a little bit of a uh, weight. Yeah. On the pace laps. Yeah, well, yeah, this <laughs> and holy cow. I mean, even the commentators, Jeff Gordon and Mike Joy, were talking, this is not going to be good for the crew chief, Tahar chief. 
No, I'm anybody. And then that, and then it took him eight laps. He was eight laps down. He was not a contender at all just because of that. Yeah, ballast uh, a ballast issue is a very big, big deal. We, I, I saw there was a picture tweeted out from an Xfinity race a few years ago. Yeah, I, I saw that. Whose car it was? But they hit ballast on the track, and it the windshield, the front end of the car was just because what ballast is is essentially. What they have is these square posts in the car, mm-hmm. and they'll load it up with lead in order to on certain sides of the car in order to make the car way more on the left side or the right side or center, wherever you depending on where you're running. Right. Usually, it's towards the left if you're on an oval, and something broke, causing that piece of lead to fall out of the vehicle under the pace laps. Thank God. Yeah, thank God it was just under pace laps. Yeah, lead is heavy, especially going 190. You hit that? Oh, man, you're oh, in, oh, that, geez. That's a bad day. Even in an enclosed car like stock car. So that's what ballast is, in case anybody was curious about it. It's just a weight that they put on the car in order to balance out the car. Boy. And that's unfortunate for Denny Hamlin because I thought he was going to do well. Needless to say, I went to my garage and bumped up whoever was in my garage in my lineup. I said, yep. Overall, the weekend was not, I mean, I was telling you before with the NASCAR finish lineup, I did horrible there too, thanks to Clint Boyer's whole mishap. Well, let's get into that. Let's get into NASCAR and talk about the Xfinity and the Coke 600. Green, green, green. So I, I thought the Coke 600 was, a lot of people said it was boring. I did read that too as well. And there were times where it is kind of a snooze fest. It was kind of a snooze fest for me because I, it, it was dominated by really Hendrick the whole time, Alex Bowman and Chase Elliott. Well, for a while, you had all four Hendrick cars in the top ten. For And I thought either Elliott was going to win it or Bowman, Bowman was going to win it because mm-hmm. Bowman did outstanding the whole time. Bowman was pretty much winning stage one, stage two. And then second in stage three. And then ended up finishing 19th. Just can't close the deal, Which it looks like. was just one of those things where it was like, my goodness, that was crazy. Chase Elliott was doing very well, too. Top fives in both stage one, stage two, and led 38 laps. Pitted with two to go, which I don't understand why. In our downforce package, yeah, so that, that with came... reduced horsepower, mm-hmm. clean air is everything. Which means track position is everything. Right. Once Kozlowski moved up, game over. I mean, even Jimmy Johnson couldn't pass him with the current package that we have. See, I don't quite remember how how many cars came to pit road under that caution. It was a handful. It was like Truex, Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott. It was a, quite a few cars that came to pit road. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking if Chase doesn't pit, everybody else behind him is going to pit. And then he's going to be a sitting duck. Yeah, see, that's where it comes. That's where something that But that if comes he does play. pit. Everybody behind him is going to stay out. Yeah, the mind games between just not not only the driver but the crew chief. I mean, it's probably constant radio chatter. Do we come in? Do we stay out? What does it look like? How are the guys running behind me? What you know? What are the lap times yeah. look like? And you just at that point, it's you know a lot of people are probably out there going, "Man, why did he do that?" But after a while, you just kind of have to try to put yourself in the mindset of what goes through. Not only a driver, but a crew chief's mind. Because like you said, he stays out. Everybody else will come in. If he comes in, some people are going to stay out. It was just unfortunate the way it happened. William Byron spinning out, I guess, what was it, a flat tire, I think it was? Yeah, it was a flat. Left rear? Right rear. Was it right rear? I want to say. 
you could definitely see Alan Gustafson on the pit box was not him, but uh, a couple of other guys up there were pretty upset when that caution did come out. I would be too. Elliot had a decent lead and he was just cruising, man. Mm-hmm. He had that race and then his teammate spun out. Not his fault. I, I thought he was going to do, I thought he was going to win. Definitely would have been a good win for them. It would have been a great win for Chase Elliott. A after popular off, win. Yeah, after coming off of last Wednesday night's mishap with Kyle Busch, which we did see after the race, Kyle Busch was talking to Chase. I wonder how that com- what, what he said. I haven't quite found anything yet as to insight as what he may have said to him, but it looked like a pretty casual conversation. It did, it did to me too, and it was unfortunate for Chase Elliott to go down like that. But here's the top ten from that race. Kozlowski, who, just for the record, I picked to win. So my credibility went up a little, I feel. Chase Elliott with Jimmy Johnson's penalty, finishing second. Ryan Blaney, third. Kyle Busch, fourth. Kevin Harvick, fifth. Truex Jr., sixth. Kurt Busch, seventh. Tyler Reddick, great run, eighth. Christopher Bell, another great run, finishing ninth. And Chris Buescher, rounding out the top ten. Honorable mention mentions Cole Custer in the... Number 41, Haas Ford, finishing 12th. Yeah, um, you know, you, you spoke of the honorable mentions, and, of course, we talked about Tyler Reddick sitting, you know, finishing an 8th. I mean, he had a pretty good car most of the night. So, let's see. So, he was in the top 10 in Stage 1 and in Stage 3. So, he, was, he hung around the top 10 a good bit of the night. So, RCR looks like they're kind of maybe up on the, you know, on the up and up now. I think, so I, think he, I think he's... They're saving grace. Right now. Yeah, right. He's the right rebound now. for that RCR needed. Like you said, finished great in stage one. Finished outside the top ten in stage two, but finished in the top ten in stage three. And then with that eighth place finish, quite happy to see that. I think that's great. Unfortunately, in the same equipment, Daniel Hammer can pull that off, and that's unfortunate. But the Xfinity race, I would say, was a lot more exciting except for the fact that Kyle Busch was in it, for one, which he's running all these races that he can, and I don't blame him. I heard it was a last lap pass. I didn't it was a last finish. lap pass with him and Austin Sindrick, who had a great run. Daniel Hemrick finished second in that race, and I was kind of hoping that Sindrick would take out Kyle Busch and, Austin, and Daniel Hemrick would have won. But Kyle Busch gets his 97th career Xfinity win, wow, which is amazing to me. Led a total of 94 laps. He, he dominated winning stage one, stage two in the race win. He just, yeah. that's Kyle Busch for you, though. He's just, when he's out there, if anybody out there is a betting person, it's a safe bet. You might get 20 bucks out of it if you, you know, you're going to get something out of it if odds are if you could. But top 10 go like this Kyle Busch, Daniel Hemrick, Austin Sindrick, Ross Chastain, great run. Justin Allgaier had problems all day, but rebounded to a top five finish. Brett Moffitt finishes sixth. Michael Arnett, seventh. Brandon Jones, 8th, Arison Burnin, 9, and Matt Schneider, 10th. But during the last 50 laps, that's when the caution started coming out. And it was crazy just how many people were wrecking and going crazy there at the end. But overall, great race. I would rate that race an 8.7, and in the cup race, I rated the 8. Okay, yeah. Because it was, it was memorable. Race. I like Kozlowski, and I'm glad to get to see him get a crown jewel victory. He just needs one more, the Daytona 500, in order to make it a full crown. But a great race overall. Glad to see racing back. We got the truck series tonight, and 
another cup race tomorrow at Charlotte. Yeah, so speaking of the Cup Series, if anybody hasn't been paying attention, Kevin Harvick reminded everybody on Twitter already this You mean week, the Truck Series? Yeah, the Truck Series. Kevin Harvick reminded everybody on Twitter that the bounty is still out there. I was curious about that, and I posted something about that on Facebook, and I can't wait to see... So the winner, they'll he'll donate, you know, whoever wins, they'll donate to... What, 50000 Yes, to uh, charities to do with the whole COVID-19, I guess, relief effort. I wonder if the truck series owner or camping world, Gander Outdoor, Gander Outdoor is going to be still matching that donation. I believe he is. I wonder if that's still on. But it's going to be fun to watch. I can't wait to watch the truck series. It's going to be a lot of fun. I've always liked truck series racing. Yeah, so... Uh, Chase Elliott will be racing tonight, and he, you know, he also let everybody know, hey, I'm still going for that bounty. So we're going to see him. He'll be going up against Kyle Busch. So I guess if you want to say the feud still continues, now, that, if there is a feud now, there. Oh, I forgot. Yes. <laughs> it's going to make it more interesting because of Darlington. That's right. Oh, man. I really hope we see some fireworks tonight. Let's be real. Uh, Detroit. Hey, what better series to do it at than the truck series, which always seems which to is create, fun. Any, which is fun anyway. Yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent of the time. So Chase Elliott will be starting for the first time in the truck series since two thousand seventeen, and Kyle Busch has won the last seven truck races that he has entered himself into. So, I mean, hey, maybe we'll be seeing a last lap battle between these two tonight. Hopefully, eight p.m. Eight p.m. That's when race starts. And I, I can't wait for that to happen. It's gonna be so much fun. And then just a heads up: the truck, or the truck, the cup race will start at eight o'clock tomorrow as well. Yes. Nice. So now that we don't have any any other Formula One or Indy news to talk about, let's talk about the movie review this week for In the Marbles. Okay, Preston, what's our movie this week? It's a classic, Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder. Okay, now we were originally going to do Drive to Survive. Yeah. The Formula One documentary on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Didn't get around to doing it. You got to be pretty busy with stuff at home, you know, prepping for another daughter, man. I mean. Yeah, well, I got sidetracked and and I saw Days of Thunder and I said. Oh, okay, why not? I got to watch it. I've seen it plenty of times. I've seen it maybe like a hundred times. Yeah, plenty of times. But I said, I got to watch it again. And then I said, man, maybe we should do this as our movie review for this week. All right, fair enough. So what is it about Days of Thunder that makes it a classic in your opinion? Just good old stock car racing, I would have to say. Like, okay, so I know we were talking about, you know, when I came in and I said, hey, we should do, you know, talk about this before the show. And you were talking about how it's not so much as an educational thing for people that don't know anything about NASCAR because, let's be real, most of that movie you would probably not see. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A decent amount of that kind of things happening in NASCAR to begin with. 
Like, what 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 year did the movie come out? In the eighties, right? I think nineties, early, early 90s, nineties, like ninety two. Okay, so I don't know if teams were actually riding in haulers like that on the way to the track. No, I don't think they did. And I heard other people talk about like old schools. Like, no, that didn't happen. It was just so bumpy. Everybody would cram into a van. I think that was just part of the movie to just kind of have fun with. It's a movie. It's just one of those things that they put in there said, oh, yeah, let's do this. Did you have a favorite scene in the movie? Do you have one? If <laughs> Oh, man. You remember the drafting scene where he was teaching Nicole Kidman what the draft was? Oh, with the sweet and low packets? Yeah, with the sweet and low packets. Yeah. Now, see, when I was younger and I watched that, I said, I get it. <laughs> I get what drafting is just based on that. But if I had to say my favorite scene in the movie, and it was so cheesy, I would say my favorite character in that movie was Robert Duvall's character, the crew chief. And my favorite scene in the movie was when Cole Trickle was starting racing and he wasn't really quite getting it. He came up to the window during the pit stop and he's like, all right, I want you to go out there and hit the pace car. Cole Trickle, hit the pace car? Yeah, hit the pace car. What for? Well, because you hit everything else. I want you to be perfect. And just a look of Colin Cole Trickle's face was just, oh, no. But Robert Duvall did a great job. I thought Randy Quaid did a good job in the movie as well. That Russ Wheeler character was a complete jerk. I mean, everybody played their character as well. And I thought Fred Thompson portrayal of, I guess, Bill France Jr. Yeah. Was, from what I hear, very accurate where he would sit down and say, this is my show. And if you want to monkey around in my show, I'm not having it. I, I thought it was overall a great movie. Now, is it to be taken seriously like the trailer scene? No. The crashing was a little extravagant in my mind. I don't think you get T-boned and then just go flipping in the air unless you're in a video game. Yeah. It, but I don't think it was meant to be that. I think it was just meant to be, for one, the sport of NASCAR was on the rise during that time strike while the iron's hot and make a movie about it and which they did i thought more so what my favorite part of the movie was the soundtrack by hans zimmer yes i like it i love the soundtrack to the movie but that would be my favorite part long story short and then of course when he came in the pits after again he said change my tires that was great yeah um well, what was your favorite part uh there's a couple ones you know the whole crew chief when he was uh when they were eating the ice cream I, thought, ah. I found that one pretty funny. Which, See, Larry McReynolds just totally yeah, just he, overplayed that yeah, during the that, iRacing debacle. Probably Cole Trickle and Rowdy Burns when they were getting the... They didn't want to ride in the same rental car from the airport when they were going to meet up for lunch with... Who was... Who's, Fred Thompson. Bill, Fred Thompson. The yeah, owner yeah. of NASCAR. We'll just say Bill yeah. France Jr. So they drove separate cars and then you, you had all different cutscenes of them driving... In the road, on the beach, beating and banging. And which then is they totally just... dangerous, which, again, <laughs> makes it a movie. Because, you know, with my luck, I'd be out there with my wife saying, oh, man, isn't this beautiful? And then two cars racing on the beach. And for one, I'm surprised they didn't get bogged down by the water. Yeah, they did drove, drive through a great amount of water there. On the beach. On the beach. I try that even walking, I get bogged down. Yeah. <laughs> so I found it hilarious how they showed up at the restaurant. They get out, like. I guess nothing happened, and they just walk right in. Of course, Fred Thompson's character is just looking at them all. Yeah. So I, I thought it was you know a good movie. I, I'm going to give it four and a half lug nuts because there were some cheesy parts in there. I can I can agree with that. I can agree with that. You, to an extent, you know, and for me, like I said, it's not a historical documentary, but it showed the way they used to race in the early '90s when when the owner Randy Quaid came up and said, 
231 flat, that's enough to get the poll. Last year's poll was won by, I believe, Joey Logano for the Coke 600 out of 29. Yeah, so it just shows where the sport was at one point. Yeah, and, and the cars looked great. I thought it was great to see the cars, and Rick Hendrick did a great job in helping out with that movie, which really promoted his brand. And I don't know if you know this or not, but Bobby Hamilton drove one of the camera cars during the race, during the Daytona 500, and that's what got him a cup ride. Okay, that's... You remember Bobby Hamilton, right? Well, yeah, I do remember Bobby Hamilton, but I didn't know that's how he... Yeah, that's how he got a cup ride. Huh. I forget the other driver's name, but I thought it was a good... That is very interesting. I thought it was a very good movie. Four and a half lug nuts is fair to me for Days of Thunder. Yeah. That's that's the way I feel about it. I, I agree. I, I'll give it 4.8. All right, 4. now... 8. Now listen to no 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 you can't have an eighth of a lug nut. How can you? Well, okay, you know what? You can't even have a half of a lug nut. Four, so you're gonna give it four. Out I'm of gonna five. give. I'm gonna give it a four out of five lug nuts. One lug nut off. Okay, I, I'll I'll have to say four out of five. Yeah, as well, because so. I just thought about that. You can't have a half a lug nut. It makes no sense. A great movie. Go check it out if you haven't. Now next week, I want you to watch Drive to Survive, and I want you to review it. You got it. Now you said that last week. Well, I'm saying it again this week. All right. So that was our movie review, Days of Thunder, four lug nuts out of five for In the Marbles. Go check it out. It's a great movie. All right. Here for redemption from last week is my wife, Caroline. Hey. And just got off of work. Pretty tired, but Pretty tired, but how was work? It was really good. I enjoyed work and ready to be home. All right. Glad to be home now. And the first thing you do when you get home is have to... Do a Q&A NASCAR. Okay. I'm I'm ready for this. Because what is this? Stump the NASCAR buff? Stump the NASCAR guy or buff or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that going to be like a weekly segment? No, no it's not going to be a weekly segment. <laughs> if we try to do this weekly, or, or unless somebody else can come and on Luke here. Luke can help you. And Luke can help me. Okay. Oh, well, we'll see if I'm any. Well, how about you keep score? Oh, okay. I'm not sure how you want to keep score, but. I don't know. $20 in my pocket. <laughs> Winning. I feel like I'm going to need the drink for this. All right. As he pours, bush. Bush. The official beer at NASCAR. <laughs> Should be Miller. All right. Go ahead with okay. question number one. Question number one. How did NASCAR really start? Boo. Now, this is oh. one of those questions. Okay. That is what you call it, uh, an easy one. An e- oh, this is the easy one. Oh, okay. Goodness. So, NASCAR originally started when during Prohibition, when bootleggers would sue up their cars to get away from law enforcement. They found that too easy. So, they said, we're going to race against each other. Then France came along and said, let's organize this and make some money. You got it. All right. I had a feeling I'm just kind of warming you up here. Okay. This is a warm-up round. How many countries are races broadcast on TV? Now, that's a good one. Oh, good one. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I don't know this one either. How okay. many countries are races broadcast on TV in? I want to say first guess is 68. Eh. Oh, I would probably venture to say in the 30s. Oh, I'm going to say probably in the hundreds, actually, like 160. Good. That's it? Over 150. Okay, 150. Okay, wow, I was okay. way off. My first initial thought was, eh, but yeah. I Good mean, job. Okay, that's okay. half credit. I don't know. You're a buff, so I, should I have know to that. take the money. Oh, okay. I like that. <laughs> 
two dollars from me. You see, you had to give me a little bit of credit. <laughs> <laughs> In 2002, Dell Jr. ranked 11th in NASCAR earning with how many wins? 2002. Mm. 2002. <laughs> and wasn't it funny? I just came on this episode not too long ago. I said 2002 was my favorite season. I guess you forgot this one. Dell Jr. had how many wins in 2002? Is that the Yeah, in 2002, Dell Jr. ranked 11th in NASCAR earnings with how many wins that year? I want to say three. Eh. Oh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can think of a really... Do you want a lifeline? Yeah, sure. Let's see if Preston knows okay, it. Okay, let's throw him in it. I want to say seven, but seven sounds like way too many. I don't think he's ever had seven in a season. Yeah. Five. Eh. Okay, well. All right. Eight dollars goes to me. So, it's two. Oh, two? my gosh. I, what Tal- are Tal- doing? Talladega. <laughs> Talladega's probably... Talladega. Right. <laughs> I think you swept Talladega that year. That's awful. You know what's funny? I think I watched a 2002 race from Talladega yesterday, and Junior won. Yeah, he swept Talladega that year. I should have known. Okay, this one you might need Lude's help. Okay. Which of the following tracks did Tony Stewart not win at in 2000 Winston Cup season? There are four tracks. I'll give you that. In the 2000? Mm-hmm. Or just in his career. I know I know his first win came at Richmond. Which tracks does he not win? Okay. Did he not Richmond, win? You got that. Okay, so which tracks did he win Which at? of the following tracks did Tony Stewart not win at in the 2000 Winston Cup season? I bet Darlington what was one of them. did he not win? You got that, Richmond. But that's where he won, though. But it says in, two, in the 2000 Winston Cup season. This is a question. This is a weird, weirdly worded question. And you got it right. It's Richmond, actually. <laughs> Tony Stewart won six races and finished sixth in the 2000 Winston Cup standings. You actually got that right. Yeah. He, I was his, making you think. His first win came at Richmond. Okay. It wasn't four. Sorry. Richmond. It, it's okay. Uh, that's, that's my first instinct with that one. Right. Oh. Well, good. That was too easy. <laughs> that was too easy. <laughs> oh, boy. You'll probably get this one. Why do they call Tony Stewart smoke? That's kind of a matter of opinion, I think. It's one of two reasons. One, because when he wins, he does good burnouts. Yeah. Or two, he's very hot-headed, or he was when he was a driver, and they would say smoke for probably to come out of his ears and stuff. That is true. I guess that would be it. Slipping the right rear tires in USAC. Oh, okay, in USAC. Oh. USAC racing. It says Tony first got his nickname when he was driving sprint cars back in 91. And while running USAC, mm-hmm. Tony wasn't very good about not slipping the right rear tire. Okay, yeah. So he goes, we okay. get loose. Well, I'd say you got that. Well, I, I'd say I wouldn't get that because that was totally opposite of what I said, I think. At what points position did Gordon finish the 2002 season? I think this is our fifth question. Okay. At what season. points position did Gordon finish the 2002 season? I want to say fourth. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't stump you. You're getting me on some good. These are good questions. They're very good questions. Oh, good. I'm glad I'm contributing. You're doing great. Question seven. Bobby won the Rookie of the Year Award in 1993. True or false? Bobby Labonte? Yes. He was a rookie in 94, I want to say. 
No, no, that was, I'm thinking the Burden Brothers. Bobby Labonte won the Rookie of the Year Award in 1993. I don't think he won false. the Rookie of the Year. What do you think, Clude? No, I, think, I, I think it's think false. So I think it's false. Y'all are so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to question you, like, are you sure? Come on. Yeah, it doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right I, at not all. His, that's not on his resume. But it's neither on Dale Jr.'s resume. Matt Kenseth took that in 2000. Okay. Who did Bobby Labonte race for in 1993 and 1994? Oh, my gosh. Good question. This was before his Joe Gibbs days. I want to say Morgan McClure racing. I honestly, I would. I don't know. I think it was the Maxwell House car, but I don't know that the team. That might sound right. Bobby raced for Bill Davis. Oh, my gosh. The 22 Maxwell House car. Yeah, the Maxwell House car part, right. That's It says he raced for Bill Davis in 1993 and 1994. In 1995, he started racing for Joe Gibbs. Good one. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, going back to that one question I asked about Bobby, did he win the Rookie of the Year Award in 1993? Yeah. You said false. Yeah. Who did win? Oh, my gosh. Whoa. Who won Rookie of the Year in 1993? Um, well, Jeff Gordon was a rookie. No, he was a rookie in 90. He was a rookie. He only raced two races in 92. I want to say it was Jeff Gordon. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. It was Jeff Gordon. You're right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was ever not stumpy on that one. <laughs> That's a good one. That is good. Because... What she does is incorporate other questions into questions. Now, going back to this one, who did? Well, ah, okay. I'm yes. trying to get you. Okay. I want you to tell me what gay Lucic's law is. You've been to NASCAR Technical Institute. <laughs> I'm sure they taught you this. I have a feeling I know they taught you this. Mm. I've never heard of this before. What is gay Lucic's law? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I don't have any idea. I've never even heard, I've never of, heard this. of it either. Were you not paying attention in class? Obviously not, because I've never heard of this. I, if I had a guess, I'm, I'm going to guess. Okay. okay, take a while. Guess it has to do with aerodynamics. If I had to guess, no, no. Okay, well then I'm totally wrong. I have no it idea. It has to do with the car. But all right, mm. give me this. What part of the car do you think? Tires. Yes. Okay. I'm kind of leading you there. So what would that law be? Probably the lateral grip of the car that would cause the tires to grip better. I have no idea. No. I've never heard of it. Do you want to give a stab at it? Gay Lucic's law. If I'm pronouncing it correctly, I feel like I am. If anything, our viewers are going to learn something from this. Yeah. As well as I am. These are great questions. You're not going to out of the park. I've got nothing. I've never heard of it. I've never either. Okay. Gay Lucic's law states that the pressure of a gas increases as its temperature increases. So tires can experience an increase in pressure of 10 to 20 PSI. That is pounds per square inch during a race. That makes perfect sense. That's why they use nitrogen to control it better. There you go. Instead of air. There you go. Bravo. You're welcome. Bravo. I think that was 10 questions. Oh, that was it? I think so. Well, how did I do, Lude? Oh, I, you didn't keep scoring. I didn't keep oh, scoring. <laughs> That's okay. I won. I, I'd say I got fifty percent. 
I mean, it was pretty yeah. good. Uh, you got a little bit more than 50%. I think the last one stumped I'd us all. That was, oh, that was a good last question. Yeah, I, think I had to stop Well you. done, babe. You're welcome. Well, you did a great job last week. You came out swinging this week. Tried to stump me. I did. But I, I think, what, 50 60%. That's not bad. That's you right. Know your, you know your drivers. You know your history. So I had to bring out some laws. Yeah, that's a beauty question. I like the technical side. I like learning something new, and that's, oh, okay. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh. What are we doing next week? You're bringing me on the show again? Well, next week, and this is a good chance to recap. go ahead and announce it. We're going to start our YouTube channel next week. All right. So if you want to be on the show next week, we'll find a time that works out for everybody and make that happen. Maybe I'll show face a minute. Yeah. So yeah. people can see me out there. <laughs> Well, they saw you on Facebook Live when we did Facebook Live. If you haven't known, we Caroline and I did an episode together where she talked about ladies' perspective on what to expect at the track. And go back and listen to that one. It's a good one if you're a lady and you want to listen to listen to NASCAR talk from a lady's perspective. Yeah, NASCAR talk from a lady's perspective. I, I forget what episode number it was. Uh, it was a while ago. But it was a while ago, and I don't think you were here. You no. were watching it on Facebook Yes, Live. I did. It was Well, yeah. thank you for having me on the show. No, thank you. I appreciate you taking thank the time. You, I know you just got out Thanks of work. Thanks for stumping us. And uh, <laughs> bravo, and we'll go ahead and start wrapping this up and go eat dinner. All right, see you next time. All right, thank you again to Caroline for being on the show and taking the time to take care of that here. And um, stumped a NASCAR guy. I think it went off pretty well. Yeah. I mean, I was stumped for one. Yeah, and uh, we'll just go ahead and hit our final thoughts and uh, get ready to go watch the truck race this week, this this evening. That's right. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go, one lap later. All right, Lou, do you have anything else? We got the truck race tonight as well as the cup race tomorrow. What are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to hopefully Chase Elliott and Kyle Busch battling it out tonight. I'm hoping that, well, I think the bounty goes to a cup, a truck regular. I keep wanting to say cup regular. Oh, it goes to a truck regular? It goes though? to a truck regular who could beat him. But I think Kyle, I think Chase Elliott now has a reason to help out with that bounty. Yeah. After Darlington. Who's your pick for Wednesday's cup race? Chase Elliott. I think Chase Elliott, too. <laughs> I, I want to say Chase Elliott is going to redeem himself. Yeah, not and, so fast. Uh, that's yeah, exactly what he's going to exactly. say, too. Not so fast. I think he's got some. I look for the Hendrick cars to be strong again. But also Truex. Truex looked good as well. Joe Gibbs looked very good. Hendrick looks good. I in, Any Hendrick car. But I want to say I'm, I'm going to change my answer to Chase Elliott as well. I think yeah. he has something to prove. Or Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman didn't look too bad. Like I said, well, any either. Hendrick car yeah. I think is a good pick. But do you have anything else before we wrap it up here? Nope. All right. Well... I want to thank everybody for listening to this. I know it's a weird situation here that we have here, but thanks for dealing with us and sticking it out with us. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be on the lookout next week and the following weeks after. We're launching our YouTube channel in the Marbles YouTube channel. Very excited about that. And make sure to stay tuned for future announcements from In The Marbles. For Crescent Mood, I'm Matt Beamer. Thank you so much for listening and have a good rest of your week.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.